Welcome to Reflect the Life You Want, where we talk about not only how to survive, but to thrive. I'm your host, Tim Howard, man school strategist, former Army officer, successful Homes for Heroes real estate agent. This show will focus on living a life of greatness, of wholeness, and completeness. This show will be talking about our dreams, our goals, and how to go about creating them. So join me to learn how to reflect and design the life you want to live. This is Tim Howard. I'm the host of Reflect the Life You Want. I'm very excited today as a special guest today, Hoop Morgan of the Forte Institute. So Hoop, welcome to the show. Tim, thank you so much. I've, uh, I'm really honored to be here. I've heard a lot about it, and uh, here we are. <laughs> here we are. Well, you and I first connected, I think we were both walking into a veteran business collective uh, networking event here locally in Wilmington, North Carolina, and I just was immediately struck by uh, you, and we just had a great conversation as we were yeah. walking in together, and then we got to talk a little bit more about what your background is and what you do and what I'd done somewhat professionally. I thought, man, he'd be a really cool guest for my show. Well, again, I'm honored to be here, and yes, we had the, the common conversation very quickly, Yeah, and, and we all, both have been around long enough to recognize, hey, this is something that could work. Yeah, absolutely. So, so again, appreciate this. Yeah. Well, what I like to do, Hoop, uh, with my guests is just kind of maybe give a little bit of your personal history, your professional history, and what led you to what you're doing today, like with the Forte Institute. Okay. Uh, I'm initially from southwest Missouri, a small town, Carthage, Missouri. Mm -hmm. And uh, my father's father passed away when he was like nine years old. And so my father uh, helped support my grandmother and his sister. And basically, he'd be helping the elderly start Model T Fords. And when you do that, it goes hoop, hoop, hoop. So they (laughs) started calling him, you know, a little hoop. And uh, so my given name's Claude Deval Morgan the third, but I'm Hoop the second. There you and, go. Uh, and so I had the opportunity in the early years, because of my dad's experiences, he thought it'd be a good idea at age 11 or 12 if I had a job. <laughs> and uh, I was sweeping floors at the local shoe store and would move into selling shoes at some point, and then got into radio with a local radio station. Yeah. So where this is going is I've really been a, professional people watcher since I was 11. Yeah. And uh, and then from uh, KDMO Radio in Carthage to the CBS affiliate in Joplin, uh, KSN, and uh, would be in news for a while. But after a while, it, that's something that uh, you can only take so much of because mm-hmm. it, 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 you tend to – it's a negative environment, mm-hmm. frankly. Yes. Uh, but would move into management and uh, – ultimately assistant general manager of the station. But again, just recognizing you're in communication, you're doing marketing and advertising for clients, Mm -hmm. but it's just not all TV. Mm -hmm. So the bright idea at that point was we'll go create a marketing firm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'd been working for a long time. I'd I'd met a lot of people. And and frankly, when I did begin the, the marketing firm, I had a lot of support from both people that had purchased TV from me while I was at the station to, to others I'd met in, in life there. So, mm-hmm. uh, but then again, the next chapter popped up very quickly, Tim, when I began to realize you could have the most wonderful marketing budget, advertising budget, but if 
when the customer got to the client location and the promise wasn't kept, mm-hmm. that was a problem. Yeah. So it got down to people, the people thing again. Mm-hmm. And at that point, uh, one of my clients was the GMC truck division out of Kansas City. And they'd been using several instruments that uh, to hire people, sales salespersons and also service riders. That's your revenue stream for a dealership. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my my contact there, Bob Otto, said, Hoop, we know your background, you know, the the statistics, the computer skills, et cetera, et cetera. Because I have, you know, admittedly, a, and proud to be a bit of a geek. <laughs> and so uh, uh, he said, go ahead and find something for us. And we're going to go back to 1947 at this point. This is when the government began profiling government workers and also military personnel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a very formal way. And what happened at that point, it's a follow-the-money thing. Just a plethora of assessments came out, typically someone's master's thesis or doctoral thesis, but they've never been statistically validated. Mm-hmm. And that just happened to be one of my aptitudes was dealing with numbers. Mm-hmm. So I, I ultimately go back to Bob and say, I can't find anything, but I believe I can build it for you. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he said, okay, Hoop, fine. How's long, how long is this going to take you? <laughs> I said, well, 90 days, no problem. And the initial code was written in virtual COBOL. And, oh, wow. And, well, that that was uh, – you probably are familiar with uh, labor-intense programming. That, yeah. that can be. But uh, actually, reality would set in in terms of what I, I wanted to be able to deliver, and I'll get to that in just a second. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to emphasize it wasn't 90 days. It was three years later mm. that uh, Forte really uh, was ready to go. And the, the reason, the tipping point there, and you look in life and you see these tipping points, particularly you may not have seen them in advance, but looking back, they're clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, the IBM PC came out. So it was a no-brainer to get into BASIC and DOS and Tim, even in the early days of Forte, we were also selling the hardware. Hmm. Big mistake. We were spending more time helping people hook up their printers <laughs> than, than actually dealing with a lot of the Forte stuff. Right. And, of course, initially it was on 5-inch disc, then a 3.5-inch disc. We had a little device called a dongle to protect the intellectual property. Mm-hmm. And then in, in, in we actually had achieved uh, uh, enough referrals that we had uh, a significant amount of business in Europe, particularly based out of Ireland. And then when the Internet came about, that was – we're global. Yeah. And, and uh, we now have expanded into uh, the Asia-Pacific area as well as we have a South Korean translation. Mm-hmm. Tim, that was our first translation. Wow. I don't know what I was thinking because uh, that was the learning experience, the opportunity there. I speak a little bit of Hangul from my time in the military. Well, maybe, uh, Korea. Yeah, maybe we need to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's essentially a, a lot of the background. And, uh, and then came to Wilmington some 28 years ago and yeah. in, in Wilmington's once you get here, you don't want to leave. Yeah, I, so. same experiences. Once I got here, it's like, how do I get to stay here? Well, tell us a little bit about what is the Forte instrument that you guys developed 
And how does that serve either individuals or teams or organizations okay. that you're now impacting? Okay. Well, first of all, forte is a French word that means one strengths. Right. And that was uh, that was something that didn't exist back uh, in the in the 70s, and in many cases, it still doesn't exist today. But mm-hmm. uh, the whole concept was to identify someone's communication style strengths, how they're currently adapting. And how they're most likely coming across to others. Because the point of misunderstanding is that gap between how I'm adapting, mm-hmm. how I'm feeling, mm-hmm. versus how others are perceiving me. And right. that's what took the time in developing Forte. Uh, you've got self perception, mm-hmm. that's your primary profile. Right. Uh, you have situational awareness, that is your current adapting. But then the perceiver piece, that's mm-hmm. what took the time because. You, We had to get input from, say, you're speaking to a group of people or your team. Mm -hmm. Well, you've done your forte, and we've got your adapting. But through the query and and building enough of a sample, we could ask people that have worked with you how you are most likely coming across to them. Mm -hmm. And then built a logarithm using predictive analytics, which is – that's all AI is, by the way, predictive analytics. Yeah. And uh, at that point, we were uh, able to, in my mind, provide the value that people would want because the you, when you did your forte, that, that second survey you took, how others expect me to act at work, mm-hmm. that picked up about a 30-day range of short-term memory. That's why we can do adapting updates as often as every 30 days. Mm-hmm. Life goes on. And one of the biggest issues I had with the existing assessment uh, community was that you got put in a box mm-hmm. and then, in fact, the report typically went in a file, mm-hmm. maybe to never be visited again. But when you're dealing with communication styles or behavior or whatever you want to call it, the way you achieve improvement is through reinforcement. Mm-hmm. So the adapting updates serve as a way to reinforce it. And our mm-hmm. best practice at Forte is, of course, you do your benchmark, but then you do an adapting update every 30 days for the next 90 days. Mm-hmm. And then you begin to realize, well, I'm adapting. Mm-hmm. And then your coach can say, well, you know, we've, we've got empirical data here. Here's how the top performers in the organization doing the same job are adapting. Would you be interested in that? Mm-hmm. Well, who wouldn't be? Yeah. In fact, 92% of the population typically is very open to it. There's going to be that percentage, Tim. You can't help them. They're, mm-hmm. they're, and that's mm-hmm. fine. That's their choice, and that's what life is. is a lot. Of, it's all about choices. Yeah. So uh, t- rolling that up to the team then, mm-hmm. uh, we've got the individuals. We have what we call a Forte Team Pulse Report, mm-hmm. and that will then bring the team together, how, who they are, how they're currently adapting, how they're most likely coming across to others, and we also measure stamina, goals, their current logic style, and resiliency. And that is unique to Forte because mm-hmm. life goes on. There's times when it's been 2 o'clock in the afternoon and you're ready to call it a day. Mm-hmm. Other times it's 10 o'clock at night and you're cranking away getting things done. That's the stamina that, that Forte measures. Mm-hmm. And if we see stamina dropping and the goals index dropping, that's an early indicator of burnout. Yeah. We lose good people. There's a certain communication style. The individual has a very difficult time saying no. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So their plate gets full and full and full. Right. And, and typically it's just a matter of reprioritizing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's rarely a competency issue, but it's a matter of things are just overloaded. Mm-hmm. So uh, and then with the current logic style, say your current logic style is intuitive feelings. Mm-hmm. Well, I would know, you know as your teammate – what do you think? Maybe, you know, you're kind of outside the box, and that could be a very valuable place to be. Mm-hmm. But for the team leader to see their team and how they're adapting, particularly over time, mm-hmm. that helps the leader best communicate not only with each individual, but with the team in general. And you have upstream teams and organizations, and you have downstream teams. Mm-hmm. How do I hand off what my team's doing to the next team mm-hmm. in a way that they're going to be most productive with it. So it's it it's as broad as it is long. Back in the day, typically the C-suite was the only uh, part in the organization that would get this type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, Forte, we're, we're out to the customer-facing folks. Mm-hmm. We're on the factory floor. We're, wherever people interact, Forte's got a, a value. Mm-hmm. And that's cent- essentially what we do. We certify folks internal to the organization so that they can use Forte as a, as a coaching tool. Uh, as In fact, right now, you know, we've talked about the great resignation. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's really, in my mind, the great reorganization. Right. The, the next renegotiation, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah. But Forte, in terms of the communicating to hire, uh, they're competent. And then at that point, what we're most interested in is how to, they can meet their team, be onboarded properly. Mm-hmm. That's where you lose a lot of good people. Mm-hmm. The onboarding, frankly, they get a manual or it may be on-the-job training. But everything starts with a conversation. So they're having a conversation with their new leader from day one. They're on the same page. And they're communicating in a way that's effective and, most importantly, respectful. Mm-hmm. Uh, all good things happen when you work with others and you emphasize respect and rapport. Mm-hmm. And, and we can accomplish just about anything. Do that. When, so I might be a new employee to an organization and I might take the assessment as part of my onboarding and my leader – may have taken this assessment before with his team mm-hmm. and as you're integrating in you know trying to understand how to be successful within the culture you're sharing information with another and talking about these different styles and temperaments that are help will help them to be successful oh absolutely and page six of the report identifies their motivators and demotivators mm-hmm. and then in the onboarding and teaming session mm-hmm. each member will rank order their top five motivators then their two demotivators mm-hmm. and tim in the early days we just had the motivators but we began to realize if we didn't you know identify a couple of demotivators i could be doing everything right one thing wrong yeah and it negated the five things i was trying to do right right yeah and then our most our most popular report that's the forte interaction report mm-hmm. we do not charge for that but that shows two people how to best adapt and communicate with each other, share those motivators and demotivators. Page four of the report, if there's going to be a hiccup in the relationship, mm-hmm. here's how to manage it. Mm-hmm. So we try to, you know, forewarn is forearmed. Mm-hmm. And it gives them the opportunity to even have that discussion mm-hmm. on how to 
you probably are never going to avoid, you know, I don't like to use this word, but it, it serves us well now, how to avoid conflict. Mm-hmm. But this is how you can manage it, anticipate it, and then, you know, you're being proactive. Yeah. And that's yeah. respect. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it's I've taken the assessment myself um, and gone through. I haven't done any of the 30-day updates, but I'm a, having been a leader within different organizations, um, my second master's degree is kind of an applied behavioral science where we worked on a lot of organizational development and change. Mm-hmm. And we would use tools such as what you guys have created mm-hmm. with the Forte Institute to help teams and help people understand how to be more effective. It's always been interesting to me is that you were talking about the difference between, you know, the self-concept versus, you know, what everybody else is mm-hmm. seeing and uh, perceiving and how sometimes just sharing that information with one, how you can close some gaps. It's like, oh, I thought you were being this way because, mm-hmm. you know, it's this this thought that I've created in my own mind or judgment I've made about this other person where in reality is getting them to share a little bit about themselves. Like, oh, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then you're able to close that communication gap and really strengthen the bonds of teams. So I've definitely benefited by um, instruments such as this mm-hmm. in different organizations I've been a part of. So are, it sounds like you're working uh, both with individuals, within teams, larger organizations. Are there, are there organizations here in the Wilmington, North Carolina area that you've worked with that we would – know of or recognize by name? Uh, uh, with uh, Sheriff McMahon, the Sheriff's Department. Yeah. He, particularly several years ago, everyone in the organization did their fortes, and we had a number of teaming sessions. The uh, city of Wilmington, uh, New Hanover County, working with Bo Birch there and, yeah. and those teams. The uh, uh, University of North Carolina, uh particularly in the comm department, but with other departments across the university. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're we're in several of the diversity programs. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've worked with Novant. Uh, We work with Novant. And then uh, any number of uh, like organizations, Mm -hmm. uh, we work with the leadership programs with Wilma, the Wilma Mm -hmm. Leadership Program, Mm -hmm. and also Leadership Wilmington with the Chamber. Chamber, I'm thinking about and, signing up for that myself. I no, it is a tre- decision to it's do a it. tremendous value, mm-hmm. and these are these are just not only emerging leaders but leaders mm-hmm. already. Right. This is just a way to fine tune it. Yeah, but uh, the chamber's done a wonderful job mm-hmm. with that, and in these organizations I'm talking about, we've worked with for years. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things about Forte is uh, our client retention is just. It's, I can't say it any other way. It's wonderful. Yeah. Well, and, that's amazing. And, and I think that speaks to you and speaks to the organization and the, the efficacy, I imagine, of the, the instrument and the tools that you guys have created because they see the benefit of it internally within their organization. It's like, ooh, okay, we've learned something about ourselves. Uh, we've improved as an organization. Let's, let's keep utilizing these tools. So that speaks uh, highly of um, – the tools and the systems and the efficacy of what you guys have created? Well, just this week, because, you know, it's kind of we're seeing people getting back to at realistically feeling like, yes, we're going to at least have a hybrid 
in the office, work, yeah. maybe two or three days a week, and maybe the work-from-home thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson Foods, one of our long-term clients, obviously their plants could not shut down. Right. You've got to process the food, and they would put plexiglass between the, the workstations and whatever. But one of the experiences I had, and I, 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 and I don't think I'm going to tear up on you, but I, I would like to share with mm-hmm. you the Dorothy Spencer story. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go back to Neosho, Missouri, uh, in, in 1990. And Tyson had brought us in to help deal with turnover for a position, uh, a chicken-to-boner position. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. mean, it, it's, it's a very necessary job. But uh, it's it's got a lot of a lot of reasons to maybe want to do something else. Right. But uh, this was Dorothy Spencer's team, and these are lines where you have the the birds. You know, they're, they've been slaughtered and they're being cut up for mm-hmm. tray packs, mm-hmm. like you see in the stores. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things we did, we of course we had everyone's profile except one line. That's the control group in research. Mm-hmm. So. Three lines getting fortes, one line not. Dorothy was in charge of that one line, and we were taking care of the other three. Mm-hmm. First thing we did was profile everybody, and we found that there were groups of extroverts that would group together because, mm-hmm. you know, they like to talk. Right. Well, when you're wielding these sharp knives, it's not a good <laughs> idea. So so the media was extrovert, introvert, extrovert, introvert. You know, we set up in, in production, went up a little bit. Right. And uh, – Workman's comp went down, down as yes. well. Safety improved. <laughs> yes, sir, it did. And then uh, what, I, what I would notice is that whenever Dorothy's line got close to our three lines, mm-hmm. uh, she had a huddle down at the end of her line. And uh, I didn't think much about it initially, but as time went on, I was, that's interesting. And then if maybe twice in a week they got close again, I saw her take them into the cafeteria. So uh, at the end of the, the – and we had improved the, the reduction, the retention significantly. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it, then we put Forte into her line as well, and the production went up. These lines have LEDs at the end of them mm-hmm. that show the, the poundage coming through. So it was easy to see what was that going measured. on. Yeah. It was real time. Mm-hmm. And so Dorothy came up to me, and she says, Who? Uh, i tell you what uh, – You've really done a good job. And I said, well, Dorothy, what you've got to tell me in Forte is what was going on down with those huddles? And yeah. she said, well, if if my team got close to you, I huddled them up and I gave each one of them a piece of juicy fruit gum. Now, everyone on that team knew this was Dorothy's own money. She got it at 7-Eleven on the way into work. Yeah. And, and so if they were close twice a week, she took them to the cafeteria and, again, out of her own pocket – she bought him a Coke. Mm-hmm. And here was Dorothy leading from the heart. Right. We had great forte science going on, mm-hmm. wonderful results for Tyson and, he, and, and the workers. And Dorothy taught me that lesson, you know, Hoop, you can, you can have the greatest technology in the world, but you'd better remember the heart piece. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, I share every certification uh, that I do or my team does with the Dorothy Spencer story. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think I'm going to tear up, but I, you can probably <laughs> tell I'm a little... That's a powerful story. Well, it's... 
it's kind of like you know reflect the life you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would love to have that happen every day. It yeah. doesn't happen every day, but but Dorothy was a great teacher to me, and um, so I I've just never forgotten it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a great segue into um, you know I asked you ahead of the show um, within the reflect acrostic the. Um, which of those key chapters might resonate the most with you? And and sounds like Dorothy truly was reflecting uh, more from just who she was as a person that made an impact on you and everyone she led. Um, but the R chapter, or Recognize the Power to Change, of the the Mirror Book Project, co-authored by my co-author Maria Spears and mm-hmm. I, seemed to resonate with you most. And you, you, I think you said to me, it was like, you know, that's what you're working on all the time mm-hmm is helping individuals and organizations to to change for the better. So I wondered if you could speak to that. You just gave a very powerful story of that that changed you. It yes. has changed every organization probably since you've shared that story. Yes. In fact, it'll um, – one of our clients, McGraw-Hill, uh, their C-suite is in, across the organization has used Forte for a number of years, and they had a uh, – they're a big publishing company. Yes, they're they're one of the top publishers on the planet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a call one day from their senior editor saying our CEO wants to do a book with you. Mm-hmm. And I've been told over the years, "Who you need to write a book?" And I'm thinking, "Yeah, my mother <laughs> passed away. That's the only one that would buy it." And uh, so uh, we're writing the book, mm-hmm. we're getting it done. It'll come out the first quarter of next year, and it's called Communication Intelligence. Excellent. And we have the trademark for that. And so in answering your question, uh, as we can help individuals understand who they are, mm-hmm. and as we can get you know validated data of here's how top performers in the organization doing, and I, I would say down to the zip code, because mm-hmm. an AT&T operator – there's not many left, yeah. but, but in New York City is much different than the one in Scottsdale, Arizona. Yes. And, but it always gets back in terms of the performance piece. It's not so much who you are, but it's how you're adapting to situations and others. Mm-hmm. That's, gonna, that, that's, the, that's the bottom line. Uh, nobody has it their way all day. Mm-hmm. It just – that's not life. Mm-hmm. It's not realistic. Mm-hmm. And so that's – a lot of what you know we do every day. It's understanding what top performance looks like. Mm-hmm. We don't have a single client on the planet that doesn't expect some type of improvement mm-hmm. uh, for their people, their organization. It can be patient satisfaction. It can be sales. Mm-hmm. It can be X number of widgets out the door today. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be an improvements in quality, like with Cummins engines. Mm-hmm. Big time. I mean, we've got 6,000 of their, their engineers in our you know, Forte database, and we're always looking at that. As to, mm-hmm. And then Amgem, which develops wonderful drugs, uh, always looking for how do we – and it's not we want to do more with less. It's we want to do more for more. Yeah. And, and at the end of the day, that's the reward. And mm-hmm. that's, the, that's where all of us at Forte just say, okay. Mm-hmm. It's been a good day when we get that type of feedback. Right. When you did your forte, you got an email from us the next day. Please mm-hmm. rate the accuracy of your result or give us any comments. Mm-hmm. And I get those from all over the world every day. 
that's how we continue to make Forte fresh, keep mm-hmm. Forte fresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, words mean a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and even if we have to tweak a word or two in a paragraph somewhere, if we found that there's a valid reason to do it, we do it. It's mm-hmm. not stuck in 1928 or yeah. whenever some of these other it's a things. a dynamic are. instrument. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's, that's important. That's very it, – it is fascinating to me, um, you know, the, the underlying theme of the Recognize the Power to Change chapter is hope. Yes. Your name's – nickname's Hoop, but um, hope is such a powerful motivator. It's like, you know, from, from where I sit today or stand today, being able to see something potentially better than the way it is right now mm-hmm. gives me hope to go um, – make a change, to mm-hmm. uh, move into the resistance, to get uncomfortable and um, step out in faith. And, and you know, generally there's got to be some sort of why that's motivating that's right. me to go do whatever it is that I need to do. But um, recognize the power to change um, is the opening key chapter of the book that Marie and I are writing. Mm-hmm. And it was – a part of me leading an organization through a significant change that was the impetus for coming up with this book idea. So when we um, came together in the collaboration, we we, we fi- kind of figured that out, that between her story, personal story and my personal stories that we we're sharing is like this underlying theme mm-hmm. was hope. Mm-hmm. And so... I imagine you've brought a lot of hope to a lot of different organizations, both individually as teams and, you know, much larger impact to where the CEO McGraw-Hill wants to collaborate with a book project with you. He's seen the impact. Yes, he has. Of all the work the Forte um, Institute has done for McGraw-Hill. He's like, well, let's tap into this. Let's go share it with the world make a difference and make even greater change for both our organization and for everybody else. Well, I mean, it, obviously, it's flattering and an honor. And, and mm-hmm. I tell you, you being an author, and I'm a, almost an author. No, I'm, I'm aspiring to be an author. Okay. I'm not yet published either. <laughs> We're in the editing process right now. Well, I tell you, it is an undertaking. Yes, it is. It is really an undertaking. But kind of a segue here, my, my wife's name is Hope. Ah. So there's hope for Hoop. <laughs> and, uh, and so, uh, and very optimistic. Uh, she's a she's a wonderful uh, motivator for me and uh, and others. But it is you're right. And and when you provide evidence based, mm-hmm. just not an opinion. Like mm-hmm. you, I'm sure you recall the '90s. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was this tremendous downsizing of companies here in the U.S. The problem ultimately we would figure out. Mm-hmm. was the managers were hiring themselves. Who mm-hmm. could do it better than me? Mm-hmm. Well, a lot of people can do it better than you. Mm-hmm. And the more diverse the team is, the more effective they are. Mm-hmm. And we can coach diversity in communication style. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what we're doing a little bit. But you did others at work. It could be my boss at work, my team at work. Mm-hmm. Any environment you've got, spouse at home, whatever, significant other, you could get pages 7, 8, and 9 of that report Mm-hmm. saying, here's how you're adapting. Most importantly, here's how you're most likely coming across to others. Mm-hmm. And there can be as many as four paragraphs on page nine saying, do these things for the next 30 days mm-hmm. to get your message across. Mm-hmm. And that page nine is the money page. Mm-hmm. And that is where 
teams will share their results. I mean, literally read the paragraph and then they they paraphrase it, says, here's what this means to mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. I've been amazed so many times, Tim, in a teaming session, say, your typical team's 10 or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, larger than that, it's more of a group. Right. But where I may express or I may paraphrase that paragraph and my teammate says, well, who? not a problem. I got that. Uh, I'll, I'll send it over to you this afternoon. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that, but you can see where that synergism comes in. Yes. And all of a sudden now, it's really getting into those high-performing teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's always going to be the relationship because, believe me, I was very appreciative that my teammate probably just saved me who knows how many hours of work. Right. I don't know. Yeah. But it uh, it got good that afternoon. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm always amazed at um, sometimes – the courage that's required, the vulnerability that's required, the openness that's required, and when when teams do that with one another, how the trust level goes up. Yes. If um, And if they honor that going forward, then they perform at a much higher level just by being more open with one another. And it's an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. After a while, it gets to be a habit, if you will, mm-hmm. a good habit. Mm-hmm. Got all kinds of habits, but that's not a bad one. <laughs> But then with the adapting updates, yeah. for example, with Pioneer Hybrid, four different seasons in most climates. Right. Okay. They've got the planting. They've got the, the maintaining. They've got the harvesting. They have what they call a way wagon. That's where they find out what the productivity was mm-hmm. per bushel. Uh, and the salespeople, they adapt differently. We did the, the homework on that with Dr. Joe Green, and we found that if they would adapt differently at to fit the seasons, in fact, get a little bit ahead of it. Mm-hmm. So that means they got ahead of their competition mm-hmm. in taking care of the farmer and the farm family. Uh, it really gave them a, a big bump uh, in terms of, of relationships, sales. They get much better feedback on building a hybrid. Mm-hmm. What's the new next corn, right. for example? Yeah. Uh, stock building supply, which is is a national, you know, construction contracting company. Mm-hmm. They provide all the materials for these huge apartments, mm-hmm. and there's several being built in Wilmington right now. You may yeah. be aware of that. Yeah, but uh, we they had a thousand salespeople, eighty two of them were top performers. We found out how they were adapting differently, and the the question there, Tim, was how my customer expects me to act in the close. So at that moment of getting the business, we then dissected it and were able to help those those 900 or so <laughs> improve their results as well. And most of them did. And they had about a 12%, 13% increase in, in revenues. And this is a multi-billion dollar entity. I can, big impact. Big impact. And I guarantee you one thing, Tim, Forte did not charge enough. <laughs> <laughs> did not charge enough on that assignment. So you were able to take these success factors of the high performers and then with data transfer those yeah. skill sets to others. Absolutely. Even greater success. That's, that's powerful. You know what the secret was? What's that? When the sales guys, the top performers were in front of their contractor uh-huh. client. Uh-huh. They don't have a lot of time, meaning the contractor. Mm-hmm. More importantly, if if that the materials usually on a semi 
truck mm-hmm. are delivered the next day, but they're not right, mm. the crew's got to go home. Yeah. And so you talk about building a trusting relationship. Mm-hmm. So we emphasize conformity. Mm-hmm. In other words, over explain, over detail, over ask, all those things, because you're going to you're not going to get the next order. Get it right the first time. Get it. You must get it right the first well, time. Well. The concept for this book came about when I was after leading the turnaround of a local organization that manufactured uh, steel metal doors and steel hollow metal frames for okay. the commercial business, right. and that was our business model was speed. And uh, when I got there, they didn't have the quality, they didn't have the um, the systems down internally that they could make the high quality product repeatedly and get it there on time. So it was a significant culture shift. I didn't have the benefit of the Forte interested, but I had the benefit of some of the similar trainings I've had in the past to lead a significant turnaround. Sure, And um, it was a major culture shift. So that when I was going through that, and then I had some other stuff going on in my personal life, it was like, how do I take all these things that I'm learning and yeah. remember them and mm-hmm. share them with others. So yeah. that was the basis for how this book project, The Mirror, to Reflect the Life You Want, came about. It was leading a significant change in um, an organization that was geared towards manufacturing the commercial oh. construction industry. Wow. that's I'm anxious to read your book. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll be one of the first to get it on, on Amazon. You'll have to be part of our launch team. I'd love to. Well, I'm going to shift from some of the concepts of um, organizational change and more get to more of a personal level, Mabel, for you. So I asked you ahead of the show to think about, you know, what is like one thing that you are working on, Hoop, at this point in life to reflect more of the life that you want to live? Tim, that, that is one of the toughest questions I've ever been asked because, you know, being a professional people watcher mm-hmm. uh, for all these years and, and enjoying uh, opportunity to work around the world and, and all those things, mm-hmm. uh, I just – my main emphasis is keeping the, keeping the edge sharp, mm-hmm. you know, being uh, – uh, being in, informed in ways that are helpful to others, mm-hmm. because that's that's really my big payback is is seeing others grow. Mm-hmm. It helps me grow. Yeah, I understand maybe what they did differently, mm-hmm. and we can pass it on. But that's really uh, that's that's my my life, mm-hmm. my job. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy people. I learn something new every day mm-hmm. from them. Yep. Uh, and then I try to maybe sometimes you package it up in a manual or a book, <laughs> and and you can you can go out there exponentially. But mm-hmm. that's that's frankly th- the bottom line. And in particularly, uh, we're looking at forte for millennials, mm-hmm. and in being able to adapt to this wonderful generation that's coming up now, mm-hmm. and keeping it fresh, yep. if you will. Mm-hmm. And that's. That's that's the long and short of it. I, mm-hmm. I I couldn't I couldn't say more or less. But that does that does yeah, that answer absolutely. your question? Yeah, it's it's really. So what I heard you say is that 
you want to keep it sharp, but what I'm thinking about that is both for yourself personally, because just oh, yes. as you story, shared the story of uh, Dorothy Spencer and the impact she had on you, mm-hmm. and my hunch is you have a huge heart for serving and helping others. I do. Yeah. So now it's like, just as you described for the millennials, it's like, how do I keep everything that I know fresh and relevant so this younger generation can benefit from it just like I have and I've seen others benefit and you do got to – you talked about keeping it sharp. I think of, you know, one of the seven habits of highly effective people, yes. Stephen Covey, sharpen the saw, yes, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So there's, you know, those different aspects of how am I staying sharp for myself, whether it's my health, whether it's spiritually, whether it's financially or just keeping my mind. I'm a, I'm a student for life, which I imagine you are too. It's just like – Yes, sir. How do I take in good new information that's relevant today – for people that I'm trying to help serve, to help their organization, to help them individually, to, to really live out the life that they want to live. Absolutely. And, and that's, there's, yeah, that's what you do. That's mm-hmm. what I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not here for any other reason than to make things better mm-hmm. one way or the other. And uh, hopefully in a very efficient way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it only took you eight minutes to do your Forte benchmark survey. <laughs> You're adapting updates four minutes. Yeah. Now I happen to be very impatient, so that has, <laughs> that had something to do with it. But uh, that's that. In, in the other piece that kind of fits into a lot of this, and uh, for most people, mm-hmm. whether they realize it or not, is is dealing with the technology, mm-hmm. and with particularly the younger generation dealing with screen time. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID. There's there was probably no other way to deal other than more screen time you know the zooms the classrooms are now on your laptop or your Mm -hmm. ipad or whatever it might be Mm -hmm. but maybe getting away from that a bit and Mm -hmm. getting more into the interaction of of the face-to-face yeah uh i've i've thoroughly enjoyed it we've recently had a number of meetings face-to-face and i'll be very honest with you I was a little uncomfortable for the first one or two. Yeah. Hadn't done it for yeah, a couple of years. Had done it for a while, yeah. Yeah, but I still got it. <laughs> I still got it. And uh, yeah. it went well. Yeah. But that was, was uh, kind of like when we, when we went into COVID at the beginning. Mm-hmm. That was uncomfortable. Yeah. And even in an outdoor scenario, uh, my wife and I went down to the river walk, and it was fairly crowded. Mm-hmm. And that was, you know— even a little uncomfortable, but then you, 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 you know, you're riding a bike, it comes mm-hmm. back, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you, we, you've talked about adapting in uh, situations and things like that, and that's it's constantly uh, part of life, I think. Yes, sir. Right? So you have, you know, I just imagine you have incredible wisdom that you've gained over the years, just helping different organizations, your own personal life experience. And I'm just imagining there's lots of things that you could share, but if, if there were like one thing that you could impart with someone else, right? You know, whether it be someone you encounter out on the street or a grandchild or a new client that you'd want to impart a piece of wisdom for them to reflect more the life that they want, what would that one thing be? The one thing that particularly in today's world, because you try to keep this stuff current, mm-hmm. is thought equity. Mm-hmm. Thought equity. Mm-hmm. I, uh, there's lots of diversity. There's, there's 
Forte has potentially over 6 million different communications, iteration styles. Mm-hmm. But thought equity, irregardless, male, female, race, creed, whatever, I don't – nothing, you know, when I'm talking to somebody, I, the last thing I'm interested in is anything other than how we're sharing ideas and how mm-hmm. we're making stuff better. Mm-hmm. Uh, their background, I mean, even peers, even siblings. Mm-hmm. I have a brother and a sister, and we're very different. Different thoughts, different tastes, that mm-hmm. type of thing. So just the thought equity, how can we bring the ideas to each other and then make it better? So I, what I think I hear you're saying is that everybody's ideals are valuable and to be valued. Yes, sir. And that I want to create an environment where I create space for that for people to be willing to share their ideas and then people be willing to receive other people's ideas, even if they vary from their own. Well, I mean, have a legitimate discussion. This, how about a return to civility? Yeah. We can just kind of start with that. <laughs> and in uh, honor the thoughts of someone who maybe it's 180 degrees different. Yeah. But what did I learn from that? Mm-hmm. And vice versa, what did they learn? And then, you know, we, we could share that cup of coffee or share beer, whatever, et cetera, et cetera, uh, and walk away happy. Yeah. My master coach at the man school, which is the process I lead in for coaching other men is, and he often says that that humility may be the greatest virtue that there Mm -hmm. is. And my willingness, and my co-author, Maria Spears, talks about this a lot, is that my willingness that I can learn from anybody. Yes. Anyone I encounter, I can learn something from, and that's a gift. And then I mm-hmm. take that in just like you did with Dorothy Spencer all those years ago. Oh, and yeah. then you just keep passing on that gift. It, it, it enriches your life, and then you're able to reflect more onto others. Well, the definition of intelligence is knowing what you don't know. <laughs> and then ignorance is not knowing what you don't know. <laughs> so... Those are those are just kind of things I, I remember from over time, and wiser folks than me taught me well, and I, I'm ever indebted to them. So mm-hmm. anything that can be passed on, particularly Dorothy, yeah, I mean that leading from the heart and the technology, those two coalescing mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. Uh, it can't it doesn't get mm-hmm. much better than that, Tim. That's awesome. Well, we're using the technology, the power of the the podcast platform we're recording a little bit today to go we're going to be able to share all this wisdom with so many different listeners that'll get the benefit of getting to hear you share some of your life experiences so if people want to learn more about the forte institute the instrument and the services that you guys have to offer just want to connect with you who more personally what are some of the best ways for them to get in contact with you well definitely going to the site Mm -hmm www.theforteinstitute.com. Okay. Uh, Google us. Uh, drop an email. Uh, I would love to talk to anybody because I'm. You've got a LinkedIn learn. profile. I know. Is your I I know if your contact information is I tied do. to that? Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, when um, your episode is released, we'll make sure and have in the episode notes all the different types of contact information. The website for the Forte Institute your LinkedIn profile, and just encourage people to reach out to learn more about 
the, the instrument you guys have and the power that it can make both in individuals' lives and teams and organizations and some of the successes that you guys have had. So it's been an absolute delight oh, to have honor. you and hear a little bit more of your personal story and background behind what you do today. Well, it's my honor, and Tim, this is a great program you have, and reflect the life you want. That is, uh, that's very powerful, sir. <laughs> well, thank you for being a guest, too. Thank you, sir.